And typically, normally I would ask you to stand, but today we're going to do something a little bit different. Our scripture reading for today um, is, is a little bit longer. And uh, so I'm going to actually be sharing it throughout my message this morning. And so typically we'd stand to honor God as we hear his promise. Um, today, we, I, I hope and pray that you can hear it and listen throughout um, the, the time of my message. So grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you have been connected with, with Living Waters at all, you know we teach in sermon series. And we're ending a sermon series today. It's called Trust Fall. And for those of you who have ever done a trust fall, been a part of that team activity, you know what I'm talking about. You have people behind you, and you get ready, and you are ready to fall, and as you're falling, you have to trust them, right? You're going to trust that they're going to catch you. You're going to trust that you did not insult one of them, that they are actually going to do what they said they would. And I, every trust fall I've ever been a part of, they've caught me, and I've caught them, and it, it starts to build that trust. But what about time with God? I know as followers of Jesus, what we've been exploring over these last few weeks has been what does it mean to, to know when we're falling that God isn't far away? To trust God that even when we can't see him or hear him or feel him, that he is right there. And in that fall, it, it, wondering and having the faith God, you are going to be with me and catch me and forgive me for the things when I fall. That's what we've been exploring. And if you've missed any of them, they're out on our Facebook page. They're on our website. We would love for you to connect. I think they've been life-giving. They've been life-giving for me to explore further personally. But today, as we close, the big question for me is what happens, what happens when you've already fallen? When you've already hit rock bottom? When the thing you did or thing that happened, the thing you hoped for, it, it failed. It died. What do you do then? So today I want, I want to talk to you. Last week we talked about a woman by the name of Hannah. And she's in the Old Testament, hundreds of years before Jesus. And Hannah had this deep, deep dream. She wanted to be a mother. And God blessed her, finally, with a little boy named Samuel. And we explored how God actually worked through Samuel to help others hear his promise. Today, there's another woman. And this woman is so important, so vital, so life-giving that we don't even know her name. The Bible doesn't tell us. She's a woman that connects with someone that has actually heard and talked to God, has experienced God. He's one of God's prophets. His name is not Elijah, but his successor, Elisha. Now, Elisha, he is, he is doing God's work, and he is traveling all over um, and carrying God's word to others. And he goes through a, a country called Shunem, and the Shunemite woman, she actually, um, she must be this amazing chef. Kayla, we call my wife, what do we call her, Savea? The grilled cheese lady and the queen of the microwave. Kayla, the Shunemite woman is just like you, babe. If you have the gift of cooking, of baking, apparently this woman shares that in common with you. She was such a good cook that when Elisha would go through, he would stop there every single time. 
and they had the barrier apparently of language. He spoke one language they did, and so he had he he would still um, still be able to communicate through well through food and through hospitality. And so today I wonder if if people can't understand us, if they're not even interacting with us, do they see God? Do they experience God? So that's one thing I want to pause and say, what if even through our cooking, even through our welcoming of others as they're passing through, that people could connect with God? That's something I want to plant in your heart today. But not only that, she must have thought he was pretty great too. Because she talked to her husband and she said, you know what? This is truly a man of God and so let's build an addition to our house. They actually built an addition and had a bed and a candle. And so when Elisha would go through, he could stay there. He'd eat her food and they'd, they'd interact and uh, then after he'd gotten some good rest, he'd carry on his way. And so after a while of this going on, Elisha starts to think, boy, she's been so good to me. What can I do for her? And so she ha- he has his servant talk to him and ask her, is there anything I can do for you? And she's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. But then the servant says, well, she is older. And her husband's older. And they haven't had a child. Now, in that time, if you hadn't had a child, here's what happens as a mom. As you get older, if something happened to your husband, the husband was the one who provided for thousands of years ago. And so if something happened to your husband then, you would go, you would go stay with your kids. They would provide for you. But she doesn't have any. So Elisha, when he hears that, he's like, oh, I want to provide for her, not just now in this huge dream I'm guessing she has of a child, but I want her to be provided for her whole life. And so he says, he actually says to her, he calls her there through his servant, and this is what he says. This is crazy. He says, next season at this time, you will hold a child. And this is her response. Don't, don't deceive your servant. No, don't, don't go there. You can almost hear her saying, this dream is so great. It's so deep. And I've had it for so long. I, I don't even want you to raise it. Have you ever had one of those dreams? You know, it's this deep-seed one. Maybe it's been for a job or to find that special person. Or maybe it, it, it's been something else that you've, you've always wanted. And you've prayed over it and you've prayed over it and you've prayed for it. And it still hasn't happened. In those times, many of us, and I think she'd been there too, what, is God there? Can I trust him? Now What? So when Elisha says, you will hold your son, she's like, no, 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 don't even do that because her dream has died and hope has kind of died too. So she doesn't even want to raise it. That's how big that is. But guess what happens? The next verse shows us this. Can you bring that up? Oh, that's good. I love that. Is there a verse before it though? Where she... The woman conceived and bore a son at that season. And in due time, as Elisha had declared to her. So he sees it. He sees how amazing she is. And he actually, God does this for her. He makes her dream come true. The one that she thought was dead already. Now, uh, years ago, during seminary, I was having a struggle of a time. I had thought, this is a dream of mine to become a pastor. But in this 
certain time in the middle of my seminary experience, I thought, maybe, maybe it's not. You have to go through a lot of prep. You have to do a lot. You have to jump through a lot of hoops. And it's a four- or five-year process for many of us, in addition to our undergrad studies. It's a lot of work. And in the middle of that, me and, and, you know, there are others that do that during seminary, too, as we're going through these studies. We're like, is this really God's call? It was a dream I'd had since I was young. But at that point, I thought, maybe, maybe this isn't. So in that, I, I went to a youth workers conference in Charlotte, and there were all kinds of speakers and singers. There was, this young, um, there was this young new singer that was leading it. His name was Chris Tomlin. Maybe you've heard of him now. Um, at the time, he hadn't even released any music yet. He was that new. And we thought, this is incredible, and it was kind of life-giving. But then I, I heard a speaker one speaker out of many that actually changed the trajectory of my life. Have you ever had that? Now, this man, I want to show you. Then you can bring up the picture of this dude with the beard. There he is. His name's Phil Vischer. Now, Phil, he changed my life. Me and I was there with hundreds of others. But as I listened to him, I was like, wow. He talked about a dream that had died. Now, you know Phil Vischer. I know you do. You know Phil, right? Chad does. A few of you know, oh, now we know who he is, right? Phil Vischer is actually the creator of VeggieTales. So all of those talking vegetables that have home videos that have for years, and they talk about God's Word and, and about Christian values and things. It's like Bob the Tomato and Larry the Cucumber and Madam Blueberry. Have you heard of any of them? Um, at one point, Veggie tales were so popular, they were so life-giving for millions of people that actually Phil Vischer's animation studio was larger than Disney. He had more animators than anyone else in the world. He had more um, volume of sales than any other videos going on. In fact, in college, I, would, I was aware, I never went to these, but there were parties when VeggieTales came out. And college students, college students would actually hang out and watch VeggieTales. All right, that's cool. They were that popular. Now, I don't want you to just hear from me about Phil and his story. I actually want you to hear snippets of, of how God has worked through him, of all things, when, he, well, when he failed. Let's watch this. Oh, let's go to the other one. Can we do that, the one before that? Because this one is going to be awesome later. Thank you.
Have you ever had a dream that came true? One that you knew was from God. That person entered your life and they were the one. You had the child. It was beautiful. You got the job, you got the promotion, and that was it. You, you moved and everything went really well. Um, the dream came true. The prayers were answered. What happens when the dream then dies? That's what Phil was talking about and what God, I think, moved in my heart and changed my life. And so today I want, as you hear this, what happens when we have a dream and we know it's from God and it finally comes true and it dies? What then? Let's look at this woman and continue this account of, of, her, of what her dream had been. Let's go to verse 18. Can we do that? When the child was older, he went out one day to his father among the reapers. He complained to his father, Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. So the child has gotten older. The dreams come true. And he's doing great. And he's helping his father in the field, and now he has a headache. So he goes to his dad, and what does the dad do? Just like every other good husband in the world, he says, go to your mother. And that's what happens. And so the child goes to his mother, and you need, you need to see this next part. It's heartbreaking. Let's go to the next. Just the next one, verse 20. So he carried him and brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap until noon, and he died. I can't imagine. I mean, for me, my family's the number one blessing of my life. Those three that are sitting in the front row, good job. Front row as Lutherans, wow, you too. I can't imagine my life without them. And can you imagine she, she'd hoped for so much so remember she said don't go there Elisha don't go there don't let me even hope that this is going to happen and the dream came true and now she holds her lifeless son she's also holding God's dream and that dream is no longer parents are supposed to out, are never supposed to outlive their children but here it is. Now, for those of you who have been a part of such a tragedy, I can't imagine. And I'm sure for others of you, you've had God's dream in your hands. And it's died. Now what? Let's move on to verse 21. I, I can kind of read it through Phil, but uh, she went them on the bed of the man of God with them and left. Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys so that I may quickly go to the man of God, to Elisha, and come back again. He said, Why go to him today? It's neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, It will be all right. Will it? Really? Is it going to be all right? I'm wondering about this. Then she sat on the donkey and said to her servant, Urge the animal on, do not hold back for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So what does she do at the very beginning of this? She, she lays the, her God's dream that has died, her son, 
She lays his body down. And now she is going to do everything she can to be with God's prophet, with Elisha. Now, the next part is wild to me. Let's move on to verse 26. When the man of God, when Elisha saw her coming, so she's far away and he sees her, he's like, that's the Shumamite woman? What's she doing here? She's never been here. So he said to his servant, look, there is the Shunammite woman. Run at once to meet her and say to her, are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is the child all right? And she answered, it's all right. It's not all right, is it? It's not. Now, it reminds me when I see people that sometimes I know fairly well or sometimes when I don't, we see each other at the grocery store or something or even in a church, and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And they're like, good. And I'm like, and they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, good. Or sometimes I say, okay. And you know what? I walk away sometimes from those conversations just the way they said it. I'm like, they're not good. You've been there, right? You don't want to burden someone. You know, I've actually had it. We have those prayer requests on the connection cards. And I've had conversations in this and other churches where someone will talk to me for 10 or 15 minutes after church and will share about life and how, how things are going and sharing beautiful things. And things seem really good. We're laughing. And then the next day I read the prayer request. And those same people that I said that everything seemed great, they say, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. My son's going through a divorce. And I'm like, they are the opposite of good. But in person, they, didn't, they couldn't share that. It was, it was so hard. Now, is that, is that what's going on? Is she saying, oh, I'm okay, I'm all right, it'll be all right? Or is there something deeper going on? What if the Shunammite woman is, is sharing something with us when we fall when we fail, when even God's dreams come to us and they die, that maybe we still will be okay somehow. But how is that possible? Well, I think the Shunammite woman has started to realize that God, God himself, is going to be the one that gets her through everything. So let's go to the... Okay, so she came to him... Um, then she said, did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, do not mislead me? I told you not to go there. And he said to his servant, gird up your loins, take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, give no greeting. If anyone greets you, do not answer and lay my staff on the face of the child. I don't quite understand this yet. I don't understand what he's saying about this. But her response is something that is so life-giving. Let's go to the next, verse 30. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave without you. So how does she know it's going to be all right? Because it's not okay. The world will never be the same for her. She knows it's going to be all right because she will not leave God. So if you've fallen, if God's dream has died, you know it was such a gift for you and now it's no more and hope has died with it. My first thing to share with you is let's be like this unnamed woman that actually helps us to understand when we're with God, if we say we will not leave you the dream giver, hope will not die. That's what she's discovered. Now, I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want to go back to Phil Vischer. And I want you to hear what he's saying. Because this, 
was such a life-giving thing for him and for so many others after, after God's dream died, after VeggieTales was lost to him. After the bankruptcy, it was no longer his. Let's see what he did next. Let's watch the next part of that video. If you caught any of that, what does it mean? It means you don't have to do it on your own. It means the outcomes aren't, aren't the truth. No, hope comes from the dream giver. Hope comes from the one that we can be in the current. Remember the Shunammite woman? She says, as the Lord lives, as you live, I will not leave you. She's saying, I just want to be in the current of God. 
I want to be right next to God. And I don't know what's going to happen. My son has died. But I know I can't live without you, God. And so today, if your dream has died, if hope has even died, you need to hear this. God is with you. And hope will never die. So today I want you to be jellyfish. To take a note from Phil Vischer. You don't have to do it all. Now the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, in this account of this encounter with Elijah, Elijah actually raises the son from the dead. And the woman now can hold God's dream again. And I wonder, I know life does not always happen like that for us. It doesn't. But what if God is saying, this is wild. If he gives you a dream, and the dream comes true, and the dream then dies, what if God is asking you, as I think he asked Phil and asked me in those key times, is the dream more important, or am I? So let's ask yourself, are you asking God for your dreams and making them his today? And saying, get out of the way, God. Or are you saying, God, you're more important. You are the one who gives me everything. So today, today as we go out from here, let's stay in the current. Let's say, God, you are more important than everything. You're going to give me dreams. You're going to give me hopes. Life is not going to be perfect. But there will be a new place. There will be a new dream that is going to last forever. And God is preparing that place for us. He gave us Jesus. And because of that, he is saying, it's crazy, little Benjamin who's smiling right now. Yes, because he knows I'm claimed forever. And Dawson's probably rocking it out back there. I know it. But God's claimed them And God's claimed you. And that means it will be all right, even when you've fallen. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. Thank you so much that even though when we fall, when we fail, when the dreams die, when hope dies, that your word doesn't. That your promise is never ending. So help us to realize we are so worth it. We are worth what you did through that cross. And help us now to just dwell in you. To be like, be like jellyfish. To just let you lead us. To trust in that even when it seems like everything has fallen by the wayside. When everything has died and to know there's something more because of you we love you and we know you love us and all God's people said Amen <laughs>